The Path of Resistance podcast is the podcast for people wanting to learn how living life with intentionality can lead us to living our best lives. In today's world, the norm is to follow the path of least resistance, which leads to mediocrity at best. Instead, you should strive to take the path of resistance, knowing that what's to come is sweeter than what you ever could have imagined. I'm your host, Carly Welty. Join me as I interview guests who have taken the path of resistance in all areas of life and are here to share the beauty that has brought them. On this journey, you can expect to hear stories about finances, faith, business, mindset, and anything in between. Let's dive in. Today, I interview Krista Marie Lynch, who I met at Empower Her Live, a live networking slash personal development event. If you missed the last episode, let me tell you a bit about Krista. She's a business coach, photographer, and host of the She Calls Her Shots podcast. She helps creative business owners ditch the overwhelm and create thriving businesses by focusing on the tactical strategies, habits, mindset, and confidence work that's crucial to help them see long-term sustainable growth. The interview with her was quite juicy and ran a bit long, so I split it into two episodes, and this is the second of those two episodes. If you missed the last one, feel free to go back and listen to that. We talked about her path of resistance and her almost 10 years of entrepreneurship. If you enjoy listening to this episode, it would mean the world if you could leave a review on Apple Podcast, share it on Instagram, or even with a friend. Here's the episode. We kind of got off topic. The thing I wanted to ask you about today is we met at Empower Her Live. So that's a personal development conference. It was hosted by Keisha Get Married. But what made you originally want to go to that event? Mm -hmm. There were a few things. I think one, like probably everybody, I missed in-person events. Um, But two, I also missed in-person events that were really geared towards like other like women go-getters. That was something that I just, I, I feel like I built up a pretty good community, especially with the podcast. I've had interviews with really great people, but, but it's different. It's not like you're actually in a room with people and feeling the energy. Um, but that said, I have been to, I've been to lots of photography conferences. I've been to a lot of other events like that. And so um, I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but I'm also very aware of, there's a lot of energy that comes with a conference like that. And then you have to also take that energy and then bring it into everything after the event. And I feel like this was kind of the first time in my life when I really was starting to understand that because I've been to enough conferences and then not really made any big changes to realize like, okay, I need to find one that I can really go to and like that I know I'll feel like I get a lot of value from. So yeah, it was kind of a mix. It was like, I wanted to be in the room with a lot of really incredible people and feel that energy and meet amazing people like yourself. Um, and it was wonderful. I, I got that experience. I got to travel. That's also, it's fun to be able to do that. Um, but then also, yeah, figuring out how I can learn from these really incredible mentors and then take what they've given me and figure out how I can, how I can, and if I even want to add any of those lessons into my business. Mm-hmm. And I think you're one step ahead of me because I think the same thing, like, you know, you're going to feel this energy and you're going to have all this amazing motivation after the conference, but like, what are you going to actually do with it? And I feel like the conference was amazing. Like while we were at the conference, I bought my ticket for next year. (laughs) So obviously it was very impactful for me, but I feel like I didn't reflect enough and implement enough the things that I might've learned from the conference. And so like I said, I think you're one step ahead of me. So what was your biggest takeaway and how did you implement that after the conference? Yeah. Well, the first thing I want to say kind of on that note is like a note of encouragement, because I also think it's not just 
knowing and like feeling like you're behind. I think part of it too, is it really depends on where you're at in your business. And you and I have had like other like side conversations. And it's like, if you're at a time in your business where you are just in like growth mode, like if you are in a mode of like adapting and changing and growth, like that's probably not the season that you want to try and like reflect and change and try new things. Like, so I think um, for anyone who's thinking about going to a conference, I my invitation for you to take away from this thought is that it doesn't necessarily have to be in that moment if you don't immediately make changes or take something away from it that it was like a waste of time to go or you could have done more. It's really just recognizing where am I at my business and does it even make sense for me to implement these things now? Because you could reflect on your notes a year from now or maybe the Mm -hmm. next conference is the one where it's like, okay, now I feel like I'm in a season where I have space, I have energy I have like a place to be able to take this and actually like pour it into my business mm-hmm. um yeah so that's first first thing that first. I want to um, comment on that really quick that is just that's really wise one and two can you read my thoughts because that's like <laughs> where I was in my business but also like to agree with that point of yours I I totally agree that you have to recognize what stage of business you're in, but it's still really impactful to go to something like that. Because even though I didn't implement things right away or reflect right away, I met you. So it brought this, there's so many little things Mm -hmm. and I met multiple people and I got the motivation. I got the introduction of what it feels like to even go to one of those. So I think it's, it was still really amazing. Yeah. There's so many little lessons you'll get from it. And you won't even sometimes realize the things that you're learning in real time after the event, you won't even realize it until maybe later. Also, I think it's important to note. So for example, Amber Liliestrom is one of the speakers who her and I had this like incredible moment. It was just like, that's a whole nother story for herself. But the interesting thing is I had actually heard her on a different podcast like three years ago. So I'd already been introduced to her. She kind of fell off my radar. And then this event was the thing that I just was in the time and the place and the space to really feel like this was what I needed to hear. And so the people that you heard, the people that you met, like that could have just been that first little breadcrumb of like putting Mm -hmm. this person or putting this thought or putting this idea into your head. But it might take time, like for it to all of a sudden, then you circle back to this time when you're like, oh, it all started at that conference. And I had no idea that it was even happening. so yeah, I, I highly recommend if no one's ever been to, especially an event like this where it's personal growth related um, and really just like pouring into yourself. A lot of the women there weren't even business owners yet. Some of them were just going because they wanted to be in the room. And so it was just so great to be around such a great mix of people. Um, and then I forgot the question that you No, asked you're me. okay. I know I totally <laughs> cut you off. The question was, what was your biggest takeaway and how did you implement oh, it? Oh, yeah. So my biggest takeaway, it was kind of blended between two things. So one of the speakers there, Jamie Quinn Lima, she had us do an exercise. I have to like, be careful that I don't get emotional. Cause it's like, it was a whole thing. And it was like, how have you been playing? Have you been hiding in, in plain sight in your life? And it was like really journaling down ways that you've been hiding. If you keep hiding what that means for you, what does that mean for your family? What does that mean for your business? If you keep doing the same things you're doing. And it was a huge wake up moment for me because I realized, you know, there, there were a lot of ways that I wasn't taking the action that I wanted to take. I wasn't putting myself out there, even though I had done, I'd done all those workshops. I put myself out there. I'd done, yes, I had done all of those things, but, um, but at least in the last like six months, right. When I was like, okay, the membership didn't work now, where am I going? It was kind of like, 
I didn't want to show up on Instagram. I didn't want to do stories. I didn't want to, oh, my hair's not done. Like, I don't want to like, and anytime I thought about my business, it was that like little business thought. And it's just like, it was all of this culmination of things that just made me realize that I had been kind of hiding in plain sight. Um, and then that mixed with Amber's message and Amber's story about how she created her business when her daughter was nine months old, originally, like 10, I think she, her daughter's 10 now, but she had started her business nine, 10 years ago when her, her, she had a baby. And so all I kept thinking was like, oh my gosh, here I am telling myself that like, I don't really have any time. And I'm like, I have so much time. I get to choose. I have the entire day that I really can choose what it is that I'm doing. And so it was this, this empowering moment of realizing like there is so much time that I have and I have all of this ability and I'm really not like doing what I want to be doing with it. Um, so that was like the big takeaway, but then the action steps, this might sound a little counter counterintuitive. The thing that I've embraced the most after this conference is great. I have all these big things and all these big changes that I want to make. And now how can I do them in the smallest, easiest ways possible? <laughs> because another thing that I was very, uh, conscious of is that in the past, I will set these really big goals. And then I harp on myself if I'm not constantly doing the things that I need to be doing that I think are going to get me there. And so the start of 2023, when we're recording this is, has been that I'm trying to gently remind myself that all of this is a work in progress. Like there, the first week of January, I had written out my goals. I didn't do any of the action items. Like oh, wake up, shower, work out, and then like do meditate. I had all these like things that I wanted to start implementing and I didn't do any of them in the first seven to 10 days of the year. And previous me would have been like, oh, you're not taking this seriously. And like, oh, this year is going to be exactly the same. And I was like, this isn't a race. <laughs> like, I, this is just how I needed to show up this week. And so I showed up like that. And on days when this feels really good to show up in this way, I'll show up like that. But it's, I, so it's kind of a, this, this dance that you almost have to do between like here are these really big goals and ways that I want to grow and then also here are the days when I'm just going to really check in with myself every morning and be like where where do I fit in all of this today mm -hmm. so many thoughts on that so whenever you said like you had so much time I have the same thought about looking at business women business owners who have children and I'm like okay I started my business when I was still working full-time and I'm married. Mm -hmm. Those are like my obligations mm -hmm. and like my husband can take care of himself. He's not a child. <laughs> so how are these women doing it? I really think they're like superheroes whenever they're married and they're working full-time and then they're like, oh, and I'm just starting the side hustle and I'm going to build it into something. So it's really, it's cool, but I think they do it in a way that's more sustainable and slower growth. Mm -hmm. And yes, they're better at taking their effort and making it efficient. So what I mean by that is the 80, 20 rule, you know, 20% of your effort is 80 results in 80% of your results. So mm -hmm. like 80% of what you're doing really doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. And that's such a point of you saying you have so much time you're telling yourself oh I don't have any time to, to do these things but really you have all this time you're just not choosing to do the things that move the needle forward and so yeah. I think you said it was counterintuitive to how can you do these things in the smallest way but I think it's really wise and I think more people should try to do that because one that's probably going to bring 80% of your results. If you can really focus and, and have clarity into 
what efforts are bringing you the results. So I know you, you had a lot of reflection after the event. What exactly did your reflection look like? How did you come to this point where you had your biggest takeaways and now you're implementing? What did the reflection part look like for you? Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, it's been every, every single time that I, that I have these insights, there's always a journey. Like there's, it's never just like, oh, I had these insights and then I created these goals and then here I am. Like it was like, I had these insights at the conference and then I journaled them all down. And then I had conversations with my coach and then I reflected into, because it it was kind of nice that I was having all of this and then it was a new year truthfully, you can do this at any point in time. It was just that I naturally already had the energy to want to do this. But I started reflecting on, okay, great. I have all these thoughts, all these feelings. Um, I was also in a shift of in my business. I should have mentioned this. Part of the reason why I went to the conference was because I had been in a shift in my business where I had only ever really, when, when I introduced myself to people, I introduced myself as a photographer. Even though my coaching business and my podcast was growing, I didn't, the thing I talked about, about being able to confidently talk about yourself I did not do that. Like it happened in October. I met someone. They're like, what do you do? And I was way too intimidated to say I'm a business coach and podcast host. So like I'm a wedding photographer. And so it was this kind of transition that I was in where I needed to figure out what is it that I want to focus on? How do I want to grow? And so I reflected at the beginning of the year on, okay, now that I want to make this shift, what exactly is it that I want to be doing? Writing all of that down. And all of that to say that the thing that I've tried to focus on more is... And I knew if the, the hard thing is you hear people say these things all the time, right? Like focus on the things that feel good to do. Focus on, and past me is always like, well, that's great, but I can't just do the things that feel good to me, right? There are some things I have to do that I don't want to do. And so there is going to be a little bit of a balance of like, I'm having to learn how to manage my budget and finances. And that is a hundred percent, not something that I want to do, but it's something that I have to do if I want to make money. And so there are still aspects of my business that I'm not necessarily going to love doing and that's okay. But I, I'm, I'm creating processes that feel good for me for so long. I tried to add in all of this structure. Okay. I had this goal. Here's where I want to grow. Here's this really structured, complicated plan of how I think I'm going to get there. And every day I'm facing resistance of this doesn't feel good. I don't want to do this. Like all of this stuff to get me to this goal. And then I'm not enjoying the process. So even if I got to the goal, I probably wouldn't feel very good because the process to get there didn't feel good. So now I'm like, great, how do I take these things that I want to do and create a schedule and a system that feels really good for me to implement? I don't know if that makes any sense or anything, but that's, that's kind of where the reflection has brought me into today. Yeah. And just so I can understand deeper about the structure versus process that you're talking about, you're saying, instead of saying at seven 30, I'm going to wake up and at eight o'clock, I'm going to start working on my business. And at nine o'clock, I'm going to email people. The process is whenever I get an inquiry, then this is what happens. I respond in this way. And this is my template. So instead of an outline, you have more of a system and a process almost like triggers. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So for example, one of the things I wanted to focus on this year was I wanted to be on quite a few different platforms. I have my podcast and I wanted to take my podcast, turn it into blog posts, put it on YouTube, and then take snippets from the podcast to put on Instagram, which previous version of me would have been like, that's four platforms. That is way too much because I would have overcomplicated how I did it. This year I sat down and I started with, okay, the main thing is the podcast. That's where all my long form content is. So I outsourced someone to write all my show notes which I then take, well, I have someone who out, I outsource the editing of the podcast. 
So all I have to do is record it. Someone edits it. Once she's done editing it, I have another girl who listens to it, who creates all the show notes. I take that show, the show notes. I put it on the blog. I then take my episode. I made it really simple for myself. When I thought about YouTube, I'm like, oh, I have to do video. I was like, no. The whole point of me doing YouTube is to get SEO. So I'm literally going to make little cards that are YouTube size and put them on while the podcast plays. And I'm going to just make this as simple as I can to be on YouTube. And then I take those and I pull out little quotes and then I use that for Instagram. And so it was like, instead of me trying to create this, like, okay, every day I'm going to post and then I'm going to like research YouTube and try to figure out, like, I took out all of the complicated ways of doing it and just figured out, okay, I know every month that I want to show up on these things. So how can I make this literally the easiest that I can do it? And so now I have one day a week and I get the blog post, the YouTube and like Instagram quote cards for the next week. And I'm like done for the week. Mm -hmm. And it's great. But it only takes me a couple of hours. So yeah, just figuring out instead of that, like structure. And I did create, I I can actually, you can't, listeners can't see it, but I have this thing on my phone. It's like 7am meditate and plan the day 8am workout and shower. (laughs) It's here on my screen, like on my phone. Um, but that's more of a guide for me. Like I'm, I don't beat myself up if I don't do it. That's not my schedule every day. Sometimes I sleep in, I would love to get in a workout, but if I don't, eh, it's okay. But there are some mornings I wake up and I'm like really motivated to do it. Awesome. But I, I no longer like force myself to do the things just for the sake of doing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Okay. I want to back up really quick and talk about YouTube. Cause I didn't fully understand what you were saying. So you like yeah. you have, how do you post it on YouTube? It's not a video or it's a video of basically like the script. It's a video of, so basically I went into Canva and I created a YouTube sized, I'm going to call it a thumbnail. It's not really a thumbnail because it's like the size of a YouTube video. Um, So I created an intro card that says the name of the episode that looks kind of like a YouTube title. And it says what the episode's about. I let that card stay on the screen while my little intro plays. And then once it transitioned into the episode, I have a placeholder card that just says the name of the podcast, my Instagram handle, my website, like what the podcast is about. And then that just sits throughout the entire episode. So like, it's not a video that people would want to watch. Um, And the interesting thing is I, in the beginning was like, why would I even do this? No one's going to listen to it. This doesn't look like other YouTube videos, blah, 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 all the things that we say. Um, But I posted, I think six videos and these are not going to be like, these are the stats that should be shared. These are not the stats that I'm like, oh, I'm so proud. I had one person that I don't know, find it, save it, and like, listen to it, one of my episodes. And so my whole point for doing YouTube was not to become a YouTube star, but I wanted to um, gain some of the traction from SEO of it being on Google and having uh, the show notes also go in the YouTube description. So I wanted to like get a little bit more Google SEO juice from that. So that's my only purpose of doing YouTube. And so I don't fight having to do all this other video. It's, and it's, doing what I want it to do. It's just a slow build. And so we're just Mm going to keep doing that. I probably will eventually get to a point where I want to do video, but I didn't let that stop me from starting. Cause I knew, I knew that if I waited until it was like YouTube ready, like who knows when that would ever get done. Yeah. I love that you said you didn't let it stop you from starting because you know, if you were waiting till your video was perfect and it might've been another year until you got that. And now you're, it's a little bit extra effort 
to post it on YouTube from content that you already created. So that's really cool. Exactly. Yeah. So go, I want to go back talking about Amber, one of the speakers at the event. How have you connected with her afterward? Because I want to shine a light on how impactful it can be to go to one of these events and then what can happen afterward. Yeah. So I, again, I feel like timing is everything. And right around this time, um, I was at, I, I had been working with a coach one-on-one and I would think in like month four or five of our six month time together and connected with Amber. That's a whole nother mess. We ended up connecting a whole lot. I'm like crying, telling her my story about how she impacted me, but we had connected after on Instagram. I had asked her to be on my podcast. So we had kind of built a little bit of a relationship and I started following her. She also, the thing that I, I didn't know when I saw her at the conference, but I found out after when I started following her is that the way that she grows her business is 100% in alignment with how I wanted to grow. And I had no idea when I met her that that was the case, but after following her and watching her and realizing, oh my gosh, this is literally the person that I have been looking for without even realizing it. And so I attended one of her free workshops, um, I'm the type of person, it doesn't take much for me. I attended the first workshop and on the 45 to an hour minute workshop registered for her group coaching program. Like I was just like, I am in, I've already learned enough. This is where I want to be. Um, so yeah, so she, I'm now a part of her group coaching and, but it's incredible, right? I, I didn't know any of this. I didn't know that any of this was going to be a fit. She didn't really talk a lot about the ways that she works with people necessarily, at the event. Um, but yeah, you just, you never know who you're going to meet and connect with and then come to find out that they're going to be someone that's going to make such a big impact into the long term of your growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because at the event, she just basically gave like, I mean, for lack of better words, a motivational speech Mm -hmm. and kind of had us reflect on stuff. Do you remember what she had us reflect on? I'm trying to think back. Um, oh gosh, it's in my notes somewhere, but I, I want to say it was, uh, yeah, I can't remember exactly, but I think it's funny because you think yeah. that it made such a big impact, but I think the biggest thing I took away was just her story about growing her, um, growing her business with her daughter and being able to do that. But I think that hers was, I mean, if I, now that I know everything that she teaches, I think it was probably something along the lines of like, like how we're spending our time, making sure that we're like spending time for like the things that matter to us, our values, our family, like probably things along those lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I'm almost positive. If I can remember correctly, she was the one that I was like bawling. Oh, everybody was crying. Yeah. And I like wrote down stuff. I, the stuff I wrote down is like stuff I'm proud of. So I guess she was like asking us to reflect on that, but yeah, just good stuff that we learned, I feel like at that event, very motivating, very impactful. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else you want to add about the event? Any impact it made in your life or anything? Do we touch on most of it? Yeah, I feel like, yeah. And also just the friendships, right? Like, I think it's been great because I've been able to connect with people after and like build people into my community and just like that extra layer of support and people that you get to know is again, unexpected. That event, I will say, not that this needs to be an empower her, uh, like invitation for everybody, but I was very well that it was such a welcoming place where it was so like go out and meet people and everybody responded in that way. I think that's just a sentiment to the community that she's grown. I remember really awkwardly walking up to you guys that day being like, hi, but it was great. Right. And then we ended up spending like the majority of the rest of the weekend, like all, all of us hanging out. So, um, so yeah, just like 
get uncomfortable, do the uncomfortable things and it's going to feel awkward, but I can promise you, even if it's, there might be some times where you're like, oh, that didn't quite work out and that's okay. But then there will be other times where you're like, oh, I'm so glad that I did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The friendships are really good. And that's a lot of what Keisha teaches is like getting in the room is what can give you those little pieces that will impact you years later that you don't even know Mm -hmm. you needed. Um, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I remember you were standing there and me and Emma were standing, we were like, Oh, she, she looks like she wants to talk to people. (laughs) I wish we go up and talk to her. And then we're like, no, we're scared. Like what if she, she just looks like she wants to talk to people, but she really doesn't want to talk to people. So So I think a lot of it is like not overthinking, just introducing yourself and just like networking, just network. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So it makes such a big difference. And I know that that's the scariest thing. We're so used to being online. We're so used to hiding behind our profiles. But like, honestly, the thing that's going to make the biggest difference in your business is the people that you meet, the connections that you make, the relationships that you build. So like that, like number one importance and then building the confidence to be able to even do that. Right. So mm-hmm. like celebrate yourself. If you go up and you introduce yourself really awkwardly to someone and you introduce yourself as your business title, amazing. Like that's, check done now just do that again and again and again until it starts to feel comfortable yeah okay so the last question I want to ask is do you have a book or a resource or maybe a podcast that you that has really helped you in your business that you want to share with us oh my gosh there's like so many and I thought about this earlier and I was like which one am I going to say and I'm actually going to talk about one that um I haven't actually talked about before but I highly recommend it for people it's called playing big and it's by author Tara Moore And uh, since reading her book, I've actually joined two of her coaching trainings and uh, programs, but it it was really insightful. I think no matter um, whether you have a business, you want to start a business, if you have been in business for a while, like no matter kind of where you fit in that realm, she really breaks down um, a lot of the things that we talked about today, which is why I was like, if I'm going to recommend a book, this is probably the one I should recommend. And it's really about how to Um, how to love and accept and embrace yourself and how to start playing bigger in your life and like really what that fundamentally looks like and how to do that. Uh, So yeah, I think that's, that's the one that I want to share as the takeaway for today is if this conversation at all resonated, I think that that's something that you would really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And then you have to mention your own podcast. (laughs) Oh, yes. So also I have a podcast. It's called She Calls Her Shots. And it is for creative entrepreneurs in their first few years of business. I have listeners that are well past a few years of business, but really the whole kind of core point is really no matter what stage of business you're in, it's really breaking it down back and coming back to the simplicity of like, how do we build a business that's sustainable? So again, a lot of the things that we talked about today is going to be a lot of things that I share about on the show. Cool. And then I just want to wrap up by asking where people can find you. Yeah, I would love that. So I'm actually, as we're recording, I'm excited to share that I have a brand new website that is launching. And so you can find me at heykristamarie.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at heykristamarie. I would love, I'm always in the DMs. So feel free to reach out to me, ask me any questions. I'm an open book. Like I, again, thinking of relationships and connections, like I am just, I'm, I'm the person who will awkwardly introduce myself to people at a conference. So just don't feel awkward reaching out to me and asking anything. Thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed our conversation today. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Yeah, thanks. You too. Do you own a small business and need help with your numbers? I can help with that. Hi, I'm Carly Balti, owner of KW Accounting Services and the host of this podcast. Knowing your numbers is definitely in the top five things you should absolutely, without a doubt, no questions asked, prioritize in your business. 
You might be scared because you think your numbers are a mess, but I can help you get them organized and keep them organized going forward. Go to my website, carlywelty.com, to book a free consultation call to get quoted. Are you just starting your business and you have more expenses than income? Even if you don't have room in your budget for a bookkeeper, I still have something that can help you. Look on my website to see if my DIY bookkeeping template is right for you. Right now, get 10% off my template with the code PODCAST. Here we are five months later, and we're still talking about Empower Her Live. Obviously, it was pretty impactful. Here's today's takeaways. No matter what stage you are in in your business, going to a live networking slash personal development event can be so valuable. Number two, even if you're not in the place of implementing what you learn at the event, try to write notes and reflect on those as much as possible. The tiniest but consistent implementation of things you learned will make the biggest difference. Number three, reflecting can be immediately after the conference, but can also be at a later time. Going to a live event can benefit you in the long run. Thank you so much for listening into this episode. I hope you are encouraged to take the path of resistance, whatever that looks like for you. Even though it may be scary, it is worth it in the end to know you lived a life of intentionality and reaped beautiful rewards. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next one. See you next time.